come with me. We're going on a fantastic cruise. Pick your destination with news tips and reviews. But here is an item you might not have thought of. All of the things under the water. Nature surrounds us with elegant features. You can't go on a cruise and not see the creatures. So let's make some magic. Let's get ecstatic. Instantly classic. Maybe romantic. The wildlife around you. Cinematic on your fantastic cruise. Ho, ho, ho. Welcome to another... Oh, I forgot to say Bombini. Ho, ho, ho. Bombini, everybody! Welcome to a very festive episode of Fantastic Cruising. I'm Matt. And I'm Kimbra. And how is everybody doing out there on this delightfully warm December in Florida? Is it really warm, though? It's warm today. It's Hey, right now, it's uh, it's about 70 degrees. That's the warmest it's been all week, Matt. That's true. It's been freezing cold, like in the 50s and stuff down here. Yeah, like winter coat weather. Yeah, absolutely. Scarves, mucklocks, the whole the whole business. The whole thing. All of it. Now listen, we are recording this episode. Um it's it's right before Christmas. It's gonna come out tomorrow, which is Sunday, when you guys are maybe listening to it. And uh this is the last episode before that day. So uh we don't have a really a big Christmassy kind of thing planned though for it, do we? I don't think we do. No, but we just did want to acknowledge that it is Christmas and wish a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. Happy holidays to you guys out there. I hope you have a safe and wonderful holiday. Absolutely. Speaking of wonderful, I want to thank everybody out there who has contributed over on iTunes to give us a star review and even more importantly, some words that we can look at and see how we're doing. If you haven't done that already, I would encourage you, please, our gift, what we would like for Christmas or whatever you celebrate from you guys would be a review over on iTunes. That'd be a really good gift, Matt. (laughs) If we've been naughty, you can give us a lump of coal, which is like a one-star. No, please don't give us a (laughs) one-star review. I mean, you know, if you have criticism, it's constructive. I want to hear it, but... uh, but yeah. please not one star. No, no. Uh, other, in other news, I want to thank everybody that has been contributing over on the Fantastic Cruising community. If you're not aware of what that is, head on over to Facebook. Join the Fantastic Cruising community so that you can contribute and talk to and meet lots of other cruisers. Lots of cool and fun stuff. And I know that it's a little too late to get a shirt or some other merchandise this Christmas and get it there in time. But, uh, hey, if you got a little extra money and you want to support the podcast, head over to Teespring. Links are all in the description of this particular episode. Or you can go over to the Fantastic Cruising community. Or you can just reach out to me or Kimbra and, uh, and get some Fantastic Cruising merch. Absolutely. Also, don't forget to go over to YouTube and check out the Fantastic Studios YouTube channel, We do have some videos loaded. We're getting ready to put them out. It's been a little slow in coming, but uh, but they're on the way. And and there's going to be more as we go into the early part of 2020. It's going to start to hopefully ramp up a little bit. Yeah, we've got a lot of good stuff coming, Matt. We do. And we just got uh, GoPros, Hero 8 GoPros. We've been testing those out. We were hanging out with Roy and Amanda shows. Uh, show special features. I think they're going to have a video from what we did last weekend as well. We went swimming in one of the springs down here, tested the GoPro. It looks beautiful. 
Back to content that other people are creating and also underwater content. Uh, we're going to start something new on the Fantastic Cruising community over on Facebook. And that is we already have a place for creators out there to share whatever they're creating, like a post where they can put down um, whatever videos they're making or podcast or whatever. People can go check it out. But I want to do something special on top of that. And that is specifically for underwater footage. So if you are releasing a video that has underwater footage, and I don't mean like, you know, if it's a 20 minute video and you have 30 seconds, that's not what I'm talking about. Uh, but I'm saying like, if you have a decent section of underwater footage, like if it's a 20 minute video and there's five minutes of underwater footage, then you can put it in the regular creator post. But also I'm going to make this special section for underwater videos. And that way, when people post in there, if people that are looking at fantastic cruising for that sort of thing since that's kind of one of our niches they can find very specific videos and i will make sure that kimber and i watch those very carefully and if you put a video on there with underwater footage there's a good chance we're going to talk about it on the podcast as we go through and and talk about like tips and tricks and and cool stuff that that you can do with underwater videography how about that word videography that's a fancy word, Matt. Makes me feel professional. Videographer. I'm a videographer. That's not. That's not. No, you're not. Don't lie. True. Don't lie to the people out there, <laughs> sir. I'm a dork with a movie camera that swims underwater. That's what I am. But you got a fancy camera now. I've got a slightly fancier camera. Look, I love my Sony, but you know, it's just Sony needs to come out with a new camera, and they didn't, and GoPro did, and uh, yeah, and so far I'm pretty happy with it. So I still have the Sony though. You'll still see Sony footage too, probably. So Matt, I know we don't typically cover cruise news, but I feel like Carnival has had a really rough week. Yeah, Carnival has had a terrible week. It's been terrible. Absolutely. So the first thing that happened, and I think both of these ha happened on Friday. Yeah. yeah. It should have been the Friday before. Wasn't that Friday the 13th? Yeah, but, but it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was Friday the 20th. Yeah. So the first thing that, that showed up for me was the crash between the Carnival Glory and the Carnival Legend. Yeah, two ships. I have been on both of those ships. I know you were on the Carnival Miracle, which is a sister ship of the Carnival Legend. I always say the Carnival Legend is my favorite ship. And the Carnival Glory is, is a ship that I've enjoyed quite a bit too. What happened? The, the, um, the Glory was like backing up or something, and it almost looked like it almost hit like the Oasis of the Seas and then ended up like backing and smashing into the into the glory or into the uh, legend. What, what, what would happen there? Yeah, sort of. So watching the video, what it looks like happened. So the legend was already parked in in the port. Um, it was Port Cozumel um, where they were. So it looked like the glory was trying to get itself parked and it was starting to get really close to the Oasis of the Seas. So it started to turn. And as it started to turn, it looks like it hadn't quite cleared the uh, bow of the legend. So basically the, the front of that ship just kind of smashed into the back corner of the glory. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Now, I don't know. Do you, do you remember the old Reese's Peanut Butter Cup commercials when it was like, you got your chocolate into my peanut butter. You got your peanut butter into my chocolate. And then like... Then it's like a whole like the Reese's peanut butter cup was invented thing. Do you ever did are those you remember those commercials? At I, all? That might have been before my time, Matt. <laughs> well, I bet people out there remember that, and that's what I was thinking. I was like, 
I was like, look, the uh, the glory and the legend, two really great ships, and, and they collided together. What if they became one awesome, amazing ship? Like the legendary glory. So that's really funny because I think I saw a post or something. I don't know. I saw some something on Facebook that said it was a legendary day for the glory. <laughs> Look, we can make light of it because, fortunately, the most important thing is there were no serious injuries. There were a handful of what Carnival is describing as minor injuries. Hopefully, those were really minor injuries, but uh, we can kind of have a little fun with that one. There is another story, though, that happened to Carnival on the 20th that that a lot of people are going to be hurting from this one for, for a while. You want, what to it, you, you want me to tell you it? Yeah, go ahead. Just Just say it. Just get it out there. All right, so the first eight cruises for the Mardi Gras have been canceled. So that's really unfortunate. It is, especially if you were booked on one of those, as I was at one point. But, you know, life changes kind of altered my course, and uh, and I'm no longer on that ship. But But I know a lot of people were scheduled for some of those cruises. A lot of creators out there were scheduled for those cruises. That's gotta. That's gotta just really. That's gotta really just sink, sink, yeah. sink, but, suck. I was trying to think of a of, of a ship sinking pun. I failed. I am sorry. I apologize. Look, I. That's just gotta really be horrible. Yeah, but Carnival is compensating a little bit for that. Do you know what they're doing? They are giving them a free ship on a stick. That'd be cool. No, they're actually. Um, they gave everyone twenty five percent off another booking, okay. and then they're doing a hundred dollar onboard credit. Okay, so they're so, they're doing something. Not not like the super bestest, but pretty good. I mean, I'd take it. Look, that's a lot of money that Carnival's going to be missing out on eight cruises on the biggest ship ever from Carnival Cruise Lines. That's a lot. And I'm sure they were all sold out. That's the other thing. Like people that didn't, that were booked on one of those first eight cruises. And now they can't, they're probably not going to be able to get on the Mardi Gras for a while because I'm, I'm guessing, I'm assuming that the Mardi Gras is going to be sold out for some time. So yeah, they're going to get 25% off hundred dollars credit. That's great. But when are they going to be able to get on the Mardi Gras? They're going to have to go on a different carnival cruise. And I feel really bad for some people if they booked like airline tickets hopefully they have cruise insurance or or there was out early enough they could cancel without penalty i know um sharon at sea was talking about i think they're going to be on the one coming over from europe to florida and they were saying they were really grateful that they hadn't booked their airline tickets yet because that would have been an expensive mess up for uh for them you know mistake not their fault but uh but yeah so no mardi gras for at least the first eight weeks i'm curious is that going to be it? Like, are they going to be ready after those first eight cancellations? Is it going to be ready to go after that? I feel like they would have, they, I'm sure they like really thought about how much longer it was going to take than what they originally thought. They wouldn't have just randomly picked the number eight. I feel like they really put thought into that number. Probably, yeah. They don't want to make that mistake again because if they have to come out and say, we're going to cancel the next four cruises after that, I mean, people are going to, they're going to turn on Carnival really quickly. So um, hopefully the Mardi Gras will will start its sailing like it's supposed to. I think the first one that's going to be, I don't know if it's the first sailing at all. I mean, it's got to get over here. But I know I saw something about the first sailing was going to be going out of Port Canaveral now instead of originally it was supposed to go over to New York and then New York up to Canada for a cruise. That's the one I was supposed to be on and it was going to come down. So now I think it's just going maybe straight to Florida. 
bypassing New York. So obviously all of these people need to book new cruises. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess they could just take it as a total loss and not, they're not technically out any money. They just wouldn't be taking advantage of the deals they're giving them, which would seem kind of silly unless they're just so aggravated at Carnival. Hopefully not though. I mean, come on, you, you got to give Carnival, cut them a little slack. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate, but you know it's hurting Carnival as much or more than the people that were supposed to ride on that ship. Yeah, absolutely. But we've actually got a cruise going out about the same time next October, right? Yeah, during that window of eight canceled cruises. Yeah, we, so, we so we're not like promoting anything, but just so <laughs> you guys know. We're not promoting anything. Well, yeah, I mean, there's no like like group thing or whatever just mostly like we're going to be on the carnival horizon next october which is right around that same time that that the mardi gras canceled so if any of those mardi gras cruisers need a cruise or just want to hang out (laughs) yeah that's right we're going to be on the newest carnival ship in the caribbean next october and yeah it's not like a it's not a group cruise or anything we are cruising with some friends and family but uh yeah you know it's it's uh, there's still rooms available if you want to get on board of that cruise, and we would definitely have some time to hang out with some folks and and have some fun. So yeah, it'd be like an an, an actual unofficial unofficial group cruise. That is a lot of unofficialness. I have to I have to say that because I know a lot of people out there are fans of Adventures Ahead who have these group cruises but refuse to call them group cruises. So <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not what this is. I mean, if if people come, then I guess there will be a group of people. But really, this is something that we already had booked um, just to do as with friends and family. And since this situation has arised, we thought we'd throw it out there that it's it's a thing. So, yeah, if you want to go on the Carnival Horizon, what is it? What are the what's the date? It's October, October 17th, 2020. And that is going to the ABC Islands. Aruba, Bonaire, Curaçao. Yeah, it's not the Mardi Gras, but in my opinion, it's the best itinerary in the Caribbean. So, and this one is awesome. I know if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you probably heard us talk about this cruise, but it's awesome because it spends a really long day in Aruba and a really long day in Bonaire and a decent day in Curaçao. So, yeah, join us. It's also got two sea days at both ends. That's right, four sea days. So plenty of time to, to mingle and hang out with some folks. So I think it's time to get into our main topic. Main topic. Let's do that every time. Main topic. Anyways, so obviously it is the holiday Christmas season, which means we're thinking about gifts for everyone, which made us think about... But mostly for me. You got your gift. What? I got a gift. Okay, okay. You've got more stuff coming. (laughs) Anyways, it made us think about things that we're getting like for other people. My my mom is incredibly hard to shop for because anything that she needs or wants, she buys it. So when I get her a gift, I try and think about something that she needs or at least likes and not something that she just doesn't care about. Yeah, like, like pictures of snakes. Right, she definitely wouldn't care or want a picture of a snake. That that may be even more extreme because that's like something that she detests. (laughs) Yeah, basically. But it definitely made us think about things that we need or like or don't even care about on a cruise ship. Like a cruise gift. If you're going to get us a cruise, 
We would like that a lot. I mean, that's kind of what I mean, <laughs> but not really. Like, like if I'm on a cruise, wh- what do I absolutely need to make my cruise everything? Right. Like, like if this doesn't happen on a cruise, it's not going to feel right or be right. Like it's, it, I'm not saying it would ruin the cruise, but it might come close to ruin, ruining the cruise or at least just really dramatically altering the experience. Those would be things that we need. I'm glad that you described it in such a way. <laughs> now, things that we like are just things that we like on a cruise. Like, hey, we're glad this happens on the cruise. If it didn't happen, eh, we'd be okay with that. But, you know, we probably want at least some of these things that we like to have happen. If none of them happen, that might be a bummer. But there are things that we could live without and we wouldn't necessarily notice if they were gone. Yeah. And then, of course, things that we just don't care about. So, you know, those things that happen on a cruise that we're like, whatever. Yeah, we could take it or leave it. Uh, eh, whatever. Don't need it there. Don't care if it's there or not. So look, I made the list, okay? I made the list and now and you're going to I don't know, you saw part of this list, right? Yeah, I saw I saw a portion of it and I'm probably going to disagree with a little bit. You can't disagree with me. I can do what I want. I'm whatever. a woman. What whatever women's prerogative. <laughs> Pshaw. Okay, so let's let's start with this. Let's start with the things that um, let's start with the things that I don't care about on a cruise. Now, I'm not saying that these things are bad. So if I say something that is maybe one of your needs out there, the people that are listening, you know, don't don't attack me. I'm just saying for me personally, these are things that if cruises didn't have these, it wouldn't mean anything to me. Like I wouldn't bother me at all. So here's what I have in my list. This may some of these may surprise people. Because some of these I know are really popular. Let's start with this one that's probably going to surprise a lot of people. The swimming pool. I could care less if there's a swimming pool on a cruise ship. What do you, How do you feel about the swimming pool? I would put that in probably my like list. So I don't need the pool. I usually don't spend time in the pool. But I like to jump in at least once. Yeah, I mean, if you would have asked me that, I don't know, a few years ago, I would have probably had it in the like list, maybe even the need list. But what I've come to realize is the last probably at least five cruises I've been on, I don't think I've even gotten into the swimming pool. I don't, I'm not one of those people that likes to hang around the pool deck at all. And so swimming pools, I could, I could leave them. I don't need them. I don't need the swimming pool. The next thing I have on there, and this is going to be one that a lot of people are going to disagree with because I know this is really, really popular, but I don't care about the casino. I don't, I don't. I mean, sometimes I will use the casino, especially if my mom's on board. She likes that quarter machine. I've tried the slots a couple times. I don't enjoy it. It doesn't make that much sense to me. I don't, I'm not a gambler person. So for me, the casino is just a smoky mess. How do you feel about the casino? I 100% agree about the casino. You're not a gambler? I, I'm you not. You gotta know when to hold them. Know I've, when to fold them. Thank you. I've I've done the slots a couple times. I don't understand any of the table games. All I do is lose money. And like you said, it's just the smokiest place on the ship. Like, I don't like to be there because I can't breathe. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Some of you guys really enjoy that whole process. But for me, I hear the stories and, and most of the time it's people losing a lot of money. And if you enjoy that process, then I'm not, like I said, I'm not here to judge. I'm just telling you my opinion. And my opinion is if I was on a Disney ship and it didn't have a casino, that part of it wouldn't bother me at all. 
Let's see. The next thing I have on there, and this look, I know I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little ire for this one. I feel like, but uh, but the next thing I don't care about are the music shows. I don't need them. I don't enjoy going to them. I don't care if they're there. I don't care if they're not there. They mean nothing to me. Um, maybe if they had higher caliber music shows. So maybe if I was on like an Oasis class Royal Caribbean ship, maybe this would move into my like column. But the ones that I've seen thus far in my cruising career, and I have gone to quite a few of them, I haven't enjoyed a single one enough that I would have missed it. So that one's going to go on my like list. I I don't love the music shows. I've definitely seen better music shows. And the, the talent is obviously better than anything I can do. But it's just not up to the caliber that I'm like, ooh, I must go see that. <laughs> yeah, we are going to actually a Broadway caliber play um, on Monday, which is which is what? We're going to see Aladdin. A whole new world. Oh, that was bad. That was real bad. <laughs> Don't cut that out, please. Okay, and the next thing I have on there, and this is another one that I know is popular with a lot of people, but for me personally... Doesn't doesn't do me any any good, and that is deck parties. I don't need them. I don't really don't really enjoy them. Uh, I I guess I should think about the fact that there are other people that might be doing some of the things I like more if those things weren't there. So maybe I should think about it from that perspective. But uh, the sail away party, the all the deck parties, the the white party, the all that stuff. I I can take it or leave it. Doesn't it's. It's not something I really look forward to or enjoy on a cruise. I agree with that. Yeah. Now, that's not to say I've never had a little bit of enjoyment from those. When I have been with groups and the groups have gone, I have enjoyed it simply because I'm interacting with the group. But I think I would have had just as much fun hanging out in like a bar with that same group. So for me, eh. I could I could leave it. Yeah, I've I've definitely participated in them and I usually go to them just because it's kind of what's what's going on. Um and if I've had a couple drinks or <laughs> so, um I'll I'll sometimes even like jump in and do some of those dances or whatever, but it's what it's, dances? What dances do you do? Yeah, like the cha-cha slide and the oh. chicken dance and you know those Yeah. The whatever the dance songs are, whatever the dance songs are. Yeah, so I've done those, but okay. it's just it's not something that I'm typically gonna jump into do unless I've had some liquid encouragement. <laughs> All right, so far we're seeing pretty eye to eye on this, uh, but the next one I think we're gonna disagree on because the next thing that I could care less about on a cruise ship is the coffee bar. No I'm, coffee. No coffee. I I mean. Look, there's coffee at the buffet, and I can get the coffee there. I I have occasionally bought coffee from the coffee bars, but I don't need it. I'm not a big fancy coffee guy. Like, I, I, I'm not saying I don't enjoy it, but I don't really, like, I'm not one of those people that needs my coffee. So when I'm on a cruise, if I'm going to spend money on a drink, I'm just saying it's probably not going to be a coffee drink, unless it's got liquor in it. But I feel like you could get that at a regular bar. So, yeah, I mean... I, you can keep the coffee bar. Yeah, I have I have kind of mixed feelings on that one. So I like my fancy coffee drinks, and I usually get them during the week when I'm going to work. But on a cruise, like you said, if I'm going to be spending money on a drink, it's going to have alcohol in it and not coffee because 
I can go to the buffet and get a regular coffee and mix in like some hot chocolate. Yep. And it's basically a fancy coffee drink. It is. I mean, it's the it's the budget fancy coffee drink, but it works for me. It quenches my coffee needs, which are not very strong. But it, it does look, kind of surprise me a little bit because I know whenever we're going to work, you like often have to stop and get coffee drinks or we get to work and you got to go get the coffee drinks. And I'm like, oh, another coffee drink. That's, but, uh, yeah. that's more because I like to drink it more than like, I don't think the caffeine actually affects me. Like, you if just I like don't, the flavor? I think so. Like, I don't, I don't really like the flavor of coffee, but when it has all that sugary nonsense in it, I'm all about it. <laughs> So you're you're doing coffee for the health benefits. That's what you're saying. Absolutely. Okay. Well, speaking of health benefits, the next thing I could care less about is the gym. And now look, I have never used the gym on a cruise ship. I don't, if I ever do use the gym on a cruise ship, it'll just be for like a video or something of me doing it. Because the last thing I want to do on a cruise is work out in a gym. Now I will maybe walk around the deck for exercise. I would do something like that, but I have no desire to go push weights or ride a bicycle on the cruise ship. I can do that in my regular life. And I don't really enjoy that. Something that I have to do or try and do because it's something I need to do for my health. It's not something I want to do when I'm on vacation. I'm not eating the same when I'm on vacation. I'm not doing anything the same when I'm on vacation. So why should I work out at a gym? I again have similar but mixed feelings about the gym. So usually the first day I go into the gym and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to use this. This is going to be great. <laughs> I usually try and use it maybe once. I have signed up for yoga and done that and that was okay. And then I'm like, gym? Psh, I'm on a cruise. Yeah. I mean, the only gym I want to hang out with on a cruise ship is like a guy named Jim that I know. Like my dad doesn't cruise, but he's Jim. But anyway, yeah, that's that's about as far as it goes. And and this kind of goes along with it. You know, I, those of you that know me know I'm not like a real sports ball kind of guy. And so the basketball court, pickleball, soccer, whatever they're playing on there, I don't need it. I don't care about it. Every time I look up there, there's some like teenagers or 20-somethings that are full of way too much testosterone for me. And I I think you can keep it. It doesn't bother me that it's there, but I don't care if it's missing. I 100% agree with that one. (laughs) Now, one thing I do like in my private life, my off-ship life, are video games. We do play a fair amount of video games, not as many as I used to back in the day. But I have never spent a quarter in the arcade on a cruise ship. Maybe I have played air hockey. Maybe I should amend that. Maybe I played air hockey, but if I if there was no air hockey, I wouldn't care. Yeah, I think I've stepped foot into the arcade once. It's usually a ghost town in there. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen another person in there. It, I just don't care about it. Yeah, I did, I did like a, a ship tour of the Carnival Vista. It's been a really popular video. And one of the comments I got in feedback one time was, why didn't you go into the arcade? And I'm like, does anybody care about the arcade? I know there's people that do. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, I never see anybody there. It's just like, whatever. I guess it's useful for like the teen clubs and stuff, the kid clubs. I, I suspect they take them there to the arcade maybe. I don't know. I've, I wasn't cruising when I was in that age demographic to know. But for me, eh. No arcade. And the last two things on my list are night activities. One of them I could see myself changing in the future, but it's the piano bar. 
And I know a lot of people love the piano bar and I see the potential of the piano bar being in my like list, but my experiences thus far in the piano bar have been negative to mediocre. And so until I have a good piano bar experience, I'm going to say if it's not there, I'm not going to notice. Yeah. So I really like the piano bar. And my first couple of cruises, I didn't really experience it. But the last one, maybe two, I I went into the piano bar and I actually spent a fair amount of time in there. Like, I really enjoyed the piano bar. So I'm not going to put it as a, you know, absolutely have to have, but it's definitely in the like column. Well, and like I said, I would definitely give it another chance because I do know a lot of people talk about how much fun it is, and they really enjoy it. And uh, and I can see me enjoying some of the aspects they describe. It's just that the few times I've gone to the piano bar, I didn't get those. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe that one will move up. The last one I have on my list are nightclubs. And I don't care about the nightclubs because I don't, I don't dance, and I typically don't like the music they're playing in the nightclubs anyway. So for me, the nightclubs are a no-go. Don't need them. I agree with that one. I have gone into the nightclub when drinking too much. <laughs> and then I think I walked right out. It's I agree. I don't I don't dance. I don't typically listen to that kind of music, so it's just not for me. Now, that's all of my items on the things I just don't care about on a cruise. Let's move to the things I like. And remember, these are things that I enjoy on a cruise, but they're not going to be things that if they weren't on the ship I was on that I would really be that upset about as long as there's a few of them on there I mean I think I need some of them so here's what I've got I've got comedy slash magic slash fun shows so we're talking like the love and marriage show um, the Hasbro show these sorts of things I do enjoy those I do often go to those and if if I couldn't do that if they weren't available I wouldn't be in tears but if they are there, I will take advantage of that, and I do get some pleasure out of those experiences. I agree with that. Those are definitely things I like to go to. I'm pretty sure I go to a comedy show, like, every day. Yeah, I, I mean, I and really, I haven't seen too many magic shows on the ships. I know they do those, and, and I've seen videos of, like, uh, jugglers. I think I saw a juggler maybe a juggler magician once. And I really enjoy that kind of, of uh, entertainment. So definitely something that I like and look forward to. But um, but yeah, if they weren't there, it wouldn't be the end of the world. But I do like them. I saw a magic show on one once. Did you? I did. did it was they... pretty good. I actually, they did audience participation. Oh. And I got I got pulled for it. Did you? Did you go up on stage? Well, it was like done in the library. So uh, okay. I don't know if I'd say I got pulled up on stage. I got pulled up to the front of the library. <laughs> I, I got pulled on stage during a magic show. And uh, in front, like in the main, it was in the main theater. And the guy pulled me. I tend, that tends to happen to me. I don't know if it's the bald head sends off like a glare or what, like a beacon. But, uh, but yeah, I got pulled up on stage. And it was like this rope trick where he was like tying a rope kind of thing and then he was trying to have me tie the rope and a couple things I noticed when I was up on that stage one I, I guess because of where the stage was like it was vibrating like my feet were like and it was hard to concentrate plus of course I'm like I know I'm in front of people a lot like doing programs and presentations but in this situation I was nervous and so 
I was having a hard time even following what he was doing with the ropes, even if it wasn't a trick one. And then the other thing is, and I'm sure anybody that's been on, on like a stage for any kind of theater or thing like that would be able to relate to this. But those lights shining up on you when you're on stage, those are bright in your eyes. Like you can't even see the audience. So it was intense. I mean, it was fun. It was funny. You know, the audience got to laugh at me because I couldn't tie his knot, but that's what was supposed to happen. But it's a pretty good time, and I do not mind being made a fool of in those situations. Good to know. (laughs) Now, the next thing that I have on my list here, things that I like, is the the soft-serve ice cream. This is a strong like for me because I eat a lot of soft-serve ice cream on the cruise. So... I currently would put that one in the don't care about. However. What? However, you have recently (laughs) turned me into an ice cream person. She's not like literally made of ice cream. She just started to enjoy ice cream more. So we'll see how I feel about it (laughs) the next time. I'm on a ship. I really like the ice cream. I love that most of the, most ships, it's like 24-7. You can just go and get the soft serve. I like other ice cream too, but really those soft serve machines are awesome. If it wasn't available, I would shed a few tears, but it would not ruin my cruise. It wouldn't change the whole feel of the cruise for me. It would just be kind of like a, oh man, I wish there was soft serve kind of a deal. But yeah. Soft serve, especially chocolate strawberry. We'll see if they have the chocolate strawberry on the Royal Caribbean. I know that's like a carnival thing. I think they have it on Royal Caribbean, but it's been so long since I've been on that cruise line. I'm not 100% sure. Now, another thing that I have down here is alternate eating areas. So what I mean by that is on some ships, you have different little restaurants. Now, some of them are pay, like steakhouses and things. Some of them are free like the the guy's burgers and the and the taco place. Uh, I really like having those options of other places to eat than just the buffet or the MDR. If the ship I'm on doesn't have any of those, I'm looking at you, Carnival Paradise, um, then it's not going to ruin my cruise. But uh, I do enjoy those quite a bit, and I like it when they're on there. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to put that in the like as well. So my first two cruises were on the Paradise, so I didn't know that was like a thing. At all anyways. You didn't know what you were missing. I didn't. Um now of course Blue Iguana is my breakfast love. Um And they're on the Paradise now. They got John, uh, Johnny Rockets. Hello Royal Caribbean. They've got Guys Burgers and Blue Iguana on the Paradise since it went through the 2.0. Yeah, but I haven't been on it since then. So yeah. um of course I, I like it now, but I haven't been on a lot of ships with some of those extra options. Well, I think we will be changing that in the very near future. Like in October? And even in February. Okay. Because there is there are some other options, I believe, on the Brilliance of the Seas. Okay. So we'll we'll see. We'll see what we see on the Brilliance of the Seas. The next thing I have are shops. And this is almost a things I don't care about. Because I usually don't buy anything in the shops, but I do always go into them and look around. And I have made purchases, and they're good to have if you need something desperately, like maybe you tear your swimming trunks up. I'm not speaking from experience. but Or, or maybe you need some overpriced medication because you forgot it. 
it's good to have them there. And you can get some good deals and some fun, you know, little things. I guess there's good deals on alcohol and stuff. So uh, I, I like it when they have shops. It, it would be a little sad if they didn't. But if they weren't there, I don't think I would necessarily miss them that much. But uh, but I do enjoy them. I agree with that. I usually walk around the shops. I don't typically buy anything except I do get a keychain from every ship that I've been on. Just so that I can have that I've been on a ship, especially if they don't, you know, want to give me a ship on a stick carnival <laughs> liberty. Well, look, if you're on a Royal Caribbean and you win the trivia, then all you get is a generic keychain. Which doesn't tell me what ship I'm on. It doesn't tell you what ship you're on. It's it's the lamest gift. Well, that's actually, other cruise lines give you like a deck of cards, which isn't even specific to the ship, just the cruise line. These are, these. they need to up their game. We talked about this last time. They need to up their game. In fact, this is how pathetic it is. We were walking around at lunch on uh, Friday, and I actually, or Thursday, I don't know, and I actually found a Royal Caribbean keychain, the kind you win, just like in the dirt next to the sidewalk by the port, because we work right by the port. And I was like, look at that. I didn't even have to answer a trivia question. So, you know, come on, up your game. But you're talking about like a specific one to the ship. Hopefully, Royal Caribbean will have those. They probably will have like a Brilliance of the Seas keychain or something. I hope so. Otherwise, I'm going to make you make me one. (laughs) We could probably do that. We could work that out. Okay. We'll just write on it in Sharpie. Yeah. Brilliance of the Seas. Perfect. Now, I also have karaoke, which is something that before the uh, group cruises that I did, I would have probably had in the things I don't care about. I have only gotten the courage to get up on stage once, and that was with the encouragement of some alcohol and some really good friends. Uh, But I I did enjoy that quite a bit. And especially if I'm with a group of people who will get up and participate in the karaoke, I do enjoy that. So it is in my things that I like on a cruise, not things that I need. I don't know where I would put karaoke. So when I was younger and went out every night after work, I would occasionally have some drinks and do some karaoke. Now that I'm older, I don't. (laughs) But now that I have convinced you to learn one of my favorite Disney duets, we might um, try it. We might. We might. We sort of tried it at your um, sister's wedding, and that wasn't really a karaoke machine, and that didn't go well for me at all. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm... I'm preparing, I'm mentally preparing, I'm getting myself all set to try it, maybe on the Brilliance of the Seas, I will try it, otherwise I will try it in October when we go on the Carnival Horizon. I bet your mom would do it with me on the Horizon. I guarantee you, my mom will get up there and sing with you. (laughs) My mom will do that, and she doesn't need any alcohol encouragement to do it. My mom can sing, too, she's got a really good voice, so I, I know that's like, can be discouraging, you know, people get up before you and they can like... They can like belt out some tunes and then I'm like going to get up there and be like, it's just, it's, you know, it's intimidating. Yeah. That's exactly what keeps me away from it is (laughs) like, I know I can't sing and I apologize to anyone who ever has to listen to me sing, but yeah. All right. The next thing on my list is mini golf. And I was thinking about things like rock climbing walls and stuff. I didn't even add those to the list because they're not on all the ships. You know, I've never had a flow rider on the ship. I don't know. I probably wouldn't do a flow rider. Maybe I'd try it. I don't know. But um, 
But mini golf is something that I do take advantage of, not on every cruise, but I have done it before. And so it is something I would say are things that I like. Uh, I like to have that option to play mini golf. It's a fun activity, especially if you're just looking to kill some time or get out in the sun. Mini golf is pretty cool. Well, I've never done mini golf on a ship. Well, we're going to change that on the brilliance. And I'm going to win? Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm pretty good at mini golf. Okay. I mean, fine. I'm, actually, I'm I'm okay at mini golf, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Yeah. Uh, things things look like the um like the the um what's it called the the ride on the on the Vista and the Horizon that go around or now we got the roller coaster on the Mardi Gras like things like that. I I would put those in in things that I don't really care about. Like, yeah, I'll try it if it's on there, but um, I'm not booking a cruise for the sky ride. Okay, it's not. I'm not booking the cruise for uh, a rock climbing wall. Like that is the last thing on my mind when I am going to book a cruise. I am more concerned about some of these other things. So that didn't make my list. The final thing is thing of things that I like is trivia because I almost always play some trivia when I'm cruising. It's just I like trivia. It's fun. It's a it's a good like indoor kind of laid back chill thing to do. That's when I usually like to get a drink and kick back and relax, play a little trivia, see if I can win a keychain or a deck of cards or or a ship on a stick. How do you feel about trivia? So there's only one trivia that I really care about. Let me guess. It's the Game of Thrones trivia. No. no. It's the Disney music trivia. That would be fun. But <laughs> did they do that one? I think they do. I think I think that's happened before. Okay. I don't know. Then I, I'm then not I sure. guess I'd care about it, but no. What is it? It's the Harry Potter trivia. Oh, who would have thought? Surprise. Have thought? <laughs> so I am incredibly unknowledgeable about unknowledgeable? anything else. That's a, that's my about word. Grammar words. <laughs> what, what is the proper word for unknowledgeable? I'm uh, not, I'm not, not knowledgeable, not knowledgeable, whatever. <laughs> I don't know things about other things, but I know my Harry Potter. And and I love Harry Potter and I've seen the movies multiple times and I've listened to the books, some, some of them, not all of them, but uh, I am terrible at Harry Potter trivia. I'm not good with names and places and, and stuff, but I still enjoy it. I still like it. Even if I don't know any of the answers, I just like trivia. So, yeah. All right, finally, I have my list of things that I need. These are the things that if a cruise doesn't have any of these items, it is just the vibe is going to be wrong. Like, it's just not working for me. I got to have these things on a cruise or I'm, I might still have fun, but it's I'm going to be talking about it. I'm going to be like, well, that cruise was great, but it didn't have this and it should have had that. So let's let's get started with hot tubs. I need hot tubs on my cruise. Almost every cruise I've been on, I've gotten into a hot tub. The one time I didn't have access to a hot tub was the Carnival Vista when those tubs were cold. And look, I'm still bitter about it to this day. So I need my hot tubs on the cruise. If I don't have hot tubs, working hot tubs on a cruise, even if I don't use them, I want them there. I want to know they're there so I can get in them if I want to. Otherwise, it's just not going to feel quite right. The vibe's off. It's just not working for me. I agree with that. I need the hot tubs. Now, another thing that I need is I need a little drinky drinky. A drinky drinky? You want want me to get you some milk? No, not milk. Unless it's got 
Kahlua in it. Mm. <laughs> I'm not a big drinker on the cruise. I don't ever drink enough to warrant a drink package purchase or anything like that. Heck, often when I cruise, I may only have two or three drinks the whole time. But I want those two or three drinks. Like, that is part of the cruise experience for me, and I need that to happen. Now, I can't imagine a cruise line ever existing that didn't allow any kind of alcohol on the ship, because I don't think anybody would go on it. But uh, but if it did, that would be a bummer for me. That would be a downer. I, I would not... I would... I would not be able to get past that. Like I'd be having fun doing other things, but I'd be like, man, you know what would be really good right now? Like a pina colada or a strawberry daiquiri or something. I completely agree. I have a few more drinks than you do. I might have a couple a day, and there's usually one day that I have more than I should, but (laughs) I absolutely need to have that alcohol. I mean, that makes me sound like an alcoholic. I'm not. But when I'm, like, sitting on the deck watching the water, I want to sip something tasty. Well, I mean, think about, like, when you see cruise decor, so to speak, that's usually there's a there's a a boat drink that's that's part of it. You know, some kind of frozen drink with an umbrella in it or something. I mean, that's like that's just goes along with cruising, just like waves and dolphins do. I mean, it's just part of the it's part of the cruise life it's part of the cruise experience yeah i always get the drink of the day yeah i don't always get that but uh sometimes i do if it's if it's something i like yeah i always it's the first one i get on the ship and i usually get it at least once if i don't like it then i'll switch it up but i always get the drink of the day okay now the next thing i have on there is food and i'm not going to just say food because obviously there's got to be food on the ship otherwise i'm not going on the ship all right and nobody else would either but uh look I want an MDR experience, a main dining room experience. I definitely would think that if you went on a cruise, or if I went on a cruise, and there was not a main dining room experience, that would really bum me out. Like, that would not be a cruise. That would be like a trip on a boat or maybe a ship. But it just definitely would be wrong. It'd be off. Like, I don't have to go to the MDR every night, but I need to go most nights like I really enjoy that experience I wouldn't have thought that before I got into cruising I wouldn't have thought I would have cared about that but that is really one of the things that are like a highlight of my cruises is going to the MDR and I'm not I mean I like to eat I'm a food person but um but I I don't I don't like I don't judge or or base my cruises on the food um it's just perks for me but I do want that whole experience I agree. The first time I cruised, I was like really nervous about that because I knew that we were going to be sitting with a bunch of people we didn't know. And I ended up loving going to the MDR. And I kind of, I don't know, how do you feel about that? Like when you, like we're cruising in February, it's just going to be the two of us. So there are two possibilities. One is we will get seated at a table for two, but that's less likely unless we go and request it or something. And two is that we get seated at a table with maybe four to six other people, most likely. How, how do you feel about eating with strangers now that you've done that before? Well, I've only ever cruised with one other person. So I've always sat with with multiple people, um, except for when I did your time dining, which I don't really like. Um, but it's usually there's at least one group that I end up really getting along with a lot. And it's 
we end up seeing each other around the ship and hang out or we just get together, you know, when we're there at dinner and we chat and have a good time. Um, there's occasionally, you know, the one group that just kind of is like, eh, you should go to another table. But <laughs> I really like it. Like, I'm not super duper crazy out there social. So that gives me an opportunity to be forced to talk to people, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that 100%. I mean, I, 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 uh, I have had a couple experiences where the whole table was just so awkward that I didn't want to go back. But um, but overall, I've had really positive experiences. I've met some people that are now friends of mine on Facebook and, and things like that. So, yeah, I, I enjoy meeting people and talking to them. And that is like kind of the right atmosphere to do it. Uh, the only thing I will say is I have occasionally gotten seated at a table and there's not a lot of elbow room. And then it's a little awkward, you know, because I need my space to eat. But as long as it's spacious, I'm, I'm good. I, I, I kind of dig that whole vibe of eating with people I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to say that's kind of with the hot tub, too. So I said, you know, I like the hot tub. It's kind of the same idea. When there's other people, you're kind of in such close quarters. You're kind of forced to talk to them. And that's that's what I need. I need. I need someone to force me to communicate. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm just going to sit in silence by myself, which is cool. But yeah. Yeah, I like I like that aspect of the hot tub. And again, you can get some kids jumping in there or just some people that are like really smashed or something that kind of ruin that whole ambiance. But for the most part, that is not the experience that I have. And I, I usually end up having some fun conversations with people about usually about cruising or about one of the ports or something, find out what they did and, and get their take on it or just get their opinions on cruising. I love talking to people about cruising, obviously. So to me, that's a, that's a lot of fun. And the, the final thing that I have on my things that I need on a cruise is I, I don't need the pool deck and all that stuff, but I got to have somewhere where it's got sort of the the walkway with just the banister that you can just see and smell and feel the ocean. Like I want that, I want that contact. I want that communion. I want that, uh, I want that connection to the ocean. And so if I, if I've never seen a ship that doesn't have that, but some ships it's definitely better than others. But if it didn't have that, like that would really alter my cruise experience big time. I agree with that completely. I'm looking forward to our cruise in October for, well, for a lot of reasons, but one of them is we have those kind of cove balconies, which are right there on the water. And so I feel like we'll be able to get that experience even closer to the water and in our own stateroom, which should be really epic. Yeah, that's going to be really cool. But yeah, I definitely agree. Like my favorite part about cruising is being on the water. So being able to sit and see the water is what I want. Yeah. Look for those flying fish. Well, that's my list. Is there anything that you have on your list that I left off that, that you would want to add to that? The only thing that I can think of that I want to add, and I'd probably put it on my like to have list, is water slides. Yeah, I didn't think about water slides, actually. Where, where would you put it? Um, In the like. Like, I don't, okay. I don't think I need it. Yeah. But it's definitely a fun thing to, to do. Yeah, I think I would probably agree with that. If there are water slides on the ship, I will usually make a good effort to get on them. But typically, I only ride them like once. So it's not something that would ruin my cruise experience, but I do enjoy them. So I would I would put them in the like column as well. 
Hey, did we leave anything out? I know there's so much out there. If we did, let us know. Fantasticcruising at gmail.com. Drop us an email. What are your um, things that you need, things that you like, things that you don't care about on a cruise? Let us know, and we'll share some of those. If we get any any emails, we'll share some of those on the next episode. And speaking of that, we did get some feedback from the last episode, things that we didn't like about cruising. So we're going to go over those emails right now. So the first email we have is from Scott. And Scott said this. He, he said he loved the podcast from today on things you don't like about cruising. I think we can all agree that cruising is fun, but there are some areas cruise companies could do better to improve the travel experience. First, and he said this in all caps here for emphasis, enough of the strong arm upsells. I get I get that many may need to do this, but I will say they seem to have gotten more aggressive and repetitive. I feel some customer service training is in order here. Look, I agree with you, Scott. I when you first when I first read this email, I actually asked Kimbra, I was like, what do you think it means by strong arm upsells? Because I don't feel like I get a lot of upsell stuff on the ship itself, maybe a, maybe a little bit. But then she pointed out it's like all the emails they send you to like upgrade and stuff. And yeah, I get them every single day, like from every cruise line over and over again. And it's just enough is enough. Like it, it's really bad right now, too, with it being the holiday season and everything. It's just like, yeah. but yeah, I, I know it's like, you know, they're trying to make money. Obviously, it works. Yeah, maybe a little customer service is in order there. Second, realize not all cruisers are extroverts. I feel the fun cruise lines might attract more of an audience by also appealing to an audience that may want more quiet activities. I totally agree with you. Like I just said, like I don't like the deck parties. I don't like the nightclubs. Those are all very extroverted activities. I don't consider myself an introvert, but I also like kind of quiet, serene things. I like to socialize with people where I can actually hear them and have meaningful conversations and experiences. And to me, that may be a little bit more laid back thing. Hey, to each their own. But yeah, there's not always a lot of opportunities for that. So third, realize insomniacs travel as well. Have options for dining and snacks 24 hours apart from room service. Now, I usually get really tired on cruises. I try and stay up, but I don't. I get sleepy, even though at home I can stay up a little later sometimes. But uh, but yeah, I, I get it. Like, I have been up late at night, and you got what? You got pizza, and then some lines you might have a couple other options. Some ships, I should say, you might have a few other options. But for the most part, you got pizza, and you got room service. And now you even have to pay for room service in many cases. So maybe maybe increase that a little bit and uh there are a few ships that do that so maybe some more options like that on most ships finally design a smoking section that can be both social and not intrusive to fellow travelers i felt regal princess had a winning solution where they had a large gathering section in the aft of the ship on deck 17. this meant that as the ship moved any smoke would go back the crew members taking care of the area also made sure to have clean ashtrays and drinks available at all times of day. Totally. Like I like I said, I, I'm not judging people. I, I don't think that smokers shouldn't have a place to smoke on the ship. I get it. But um, but yeah, maybe maybe be a little bit more um, strategic about where those smoking areas are and then make them 
places where smokers want to go too. make it a make it an enjoyable area for the smokers as well. But also putting it at the back of the ship or or somewhere where the it's not going to blow into all the balcony state rooms and stuff. That's that's the way to do it. He said, thank you and keep up the great work, Scott, at the Professor Travel, by the way, who he posted some videos on our creator post. So thank you for that feedback. That is very appreciated. Remember, guys, if you have feedback, fantasticcruising at gmail.com. Now, that's not the only email we got. Yeah, so actually, speaking of Princess, as Mary was listening to the episode... Mary Miller. Yeah, she actually... um, (laughs) was texting me on each thing that we mentioned. Which was awesome. It was super awesome. She she said one thing. I was like, oh, good. She listened to the episode. And then as as the day went on, she just kept kept sending them. I was like, she is texting me as she's listening. This is hilarious. I love it. <laughs> um, but she basically said a lot of the things that we had issues with, she doesn't encounter on Princess. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. Like, um, So, for example, she said... The mustard drill on Princess is easy. You go to an area and you sit and you watch TVs. So here's my question. Princess is basically a Carnival Cruise Line brand. So if they got it figured out on Princess, why can't they put that same thing into effect on their on their Carnival ships? Yeah, I agree. Because that sounds lovely. Yeah. And I, I have had mustard drills that were like in the dining room that was nice or, or things like that that were much better. But the TV screen thing, is, that's like what we were talking about. And it exists. Why not make that more readily available? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then we got another email, Matt. We got one from Chris. Um, and Chris says, I love your show. I just wanted to let you know that there is a cruise line that accepts dogs. I knew it. Canard have a de- dedicated area for kennels and a play area. You do need to book far, far in advance for this. Hope this helps. It does because we couldn't think of what it was. <laughs> yes, and uh, I, I knew there was one because I've seen like they have little grass areas wherever you can take your dog to to do its business. Uh, but Cunard, so good to know. I think a lot of that is for people traveling overseas, like maybe like a one-way cruise. Got to take you know Fido with you or Reno in our case. And so that would make a lot of sense. But I think it, it sounds like those are expensive from, from, I think we got some other feedback from people that this, it's expensive and there's very limited availability. So if you want to tape the puppy on a cruise, you got to plan that out ahead of time and save up some extra scratch. Scratch. Well, this about brings us to the end, but of course we still have to do the cruise creature. The cruise creature. This week on Fantastic Cruising, the cruise creature will be the Neon Gobi. The Neon Gobi. Are you just going to repeat me dramatically? Yes. 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 Okay, the Neon Gobi. Why did I choose the Neon Gobi as the cruise creature this week? Because it is the season of giving. And the Neon Gobi is a tiny, wee little fish, only gets about an inch long, and they are all about giving. They are famous for a symbiotic, mutualistic relationship. But before we get to that, let's talk about this little fishy. Have you seen the Angobis? 
I have not seen a neon goby except for the ones at the aquarium. I was going to say, if you haven't, you need to get out more because we have like a whole bunch of them that just got put into some of our different habitats at the aquarium. But I've seen these little guys out in the wild and they are adorable, like an inch long, very thin fish. They are kind of a almost clear on the edges black fish but going down their body the length of their body is a bright electric blue a neon blue stripe they're really cool they're beautiful beautiful little fish now the thing about being a goby is that you usually hang out near the bottom okay that makes you benthic that's your science word for the day benthic animals that hang out on or near the bottom and neon gobies they like to hang out usually on big structures around big coral formations or rocky areas and the reason they do this is because they're little and they stick out like a sore thumb a thumb a thumb also known as a thumb and that means that they are just advertising i'm over here if anybody's hungry which is of course usually not what you want to advertise in the animal world unless maybe you're some sort of parasite or something and you want to be consumed but these guys are not in fact they have a different type of relationship. The symbiotic, mutualistic relationship is pretty special. Now, the mutualistic part, the mutualism, means that they have these actions that take place that include other species of animals, and both parties benefit from it. Pretty cool, right? That sounds like a pretty good relationship. Right? It's kind of like you and me. Like, we have things that we contribute and we both benefit from it. Aw, that's sweet. Right? Okay, I'm glad you didn't say, well, I contribute. But anyway, uh, yeah, neon gobies, this is what they do. They set up these cleaning stations. So it's kind of like a car wash for fish and other animals, mostly fish. Working at the car wash. Yeah, and they sing that. No, they don't sing that. But what happens is they, they hang out in these little areas. They live in these little areas. And the big fish, especially like the big, huge groupers, which can be ginormous, they know where these little gobies live. And so they, I know where you live. And so they swim over to these spots and they just kind of stop there. And then once they stop there, they'll open their mouths and they'll open their gills and these little fish come out and they eat all of the little ectoparasites. Those are parasites on the outside of the body. They eat them off of the gills. They eat them out of the mouth. They eat them off of the back of these big grouper. Pretty cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So the little fish, they get a free meal. They're getting their food. It's like delivery. It's not delivery. It's the joint. No, this is delivery. And the grouper or whatever big fish it is, just groupers tend to really go for these things. They get a nice little cleaning and, and cleansing of these ectoparasites, which are probably itchy and annoying and stuff. That's cool. So if I just come up to you and ask, well, or don't maybe ask, for some cleaning, you're just going to, like, clean me? I am not. Okay. First of all, I hope you don't have any ectoparasites. But even if you do, I'm not eating them off of your body. No. That's, that's... really good. I'm actually glad that that was your answer because <laughs> that was a really awkward question. and That, I... that was going weird places yeah. right there. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. If you are scuba diving or snorkeling and you find one of these cleaning animals. Now, this works really well. There's little shrimp that do the same thing. 
you can park yourself there and if you kind of put your hand out or I've even seen scuba divers open their mouth, take the regulator out, open their mouth, and these little animals will go inside of a human's mouth and give them a little polish. That's kind of gross. Is that kind of like the the fish pedicure thing? Similar idea? Yes. Yes, but even cooler because it's like one fish and it's underwater and it's your face, your mouth. I don't know if I want these fish in my mouth. I don't like <laughs> seafood, Matt. Well, you don't swallow it. Is it still seafood if you don't swallow the fish? I mean, I saw the food. Seafood. Uh, oh, boy. All yeah, right. That was bad. I'm sorry. Anyway, I have not had the opportunity to have this experience with a neon goby, but I have, like I said, kind of had this experience with the little shrimp. So it is kind of a cool thing to uh, to witness and to be a part of. And uh, yeah, neon gobies are really good at it. So I thought since it's the giving season, uh, this is a, a really good example of two animals that are, are mutually giving to each other and mutually benefiting how festive can you get? I don't think you can get much more festive. <laughs> well, I think it's about time to wrap up this episode. I'm also going to go maybe wrap your Christmas presents. Oh, then we need to end this quickly. Yeah. Priorities, so people. It's time to head for the horizon. Until next time, seize the day. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Have a fantastic holiday. Absolutely. And have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Ho, 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 ho. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a fantastic New Year.